The next two episodes of Xylem's Solving Water podcast are adapted from recorded Zoom conversations between business development manager and initial Bell & Gossip podcast host, Kyle Del Piano, and Xylem subject matter experts in the commercial building services and water infrastructure markets. The discussions were originally structured as happy hours. To provide some context around that phrasing, you'll hear throughout each episode. Hi, I'm Amanda Holloway, and in this episode of the Bell & Gossip podcast on Xylem's Solving Water podcast feed, Kenny Koo, Xylem's Global Manager of Strategy and Partnerships for M&A, speaks with Kyle Del Piano about the serious issue of Legionella bacteria in HVAC systems and the increase of Legionnaire's disease caused by it over the past couple years. Here's the discussion. Welcome back, everybody, to this uh, version that we're having here on the podcast with Bell and Gossett and the happy hour. Um, I have a special guest with me today who is very knowledgeable in the topic that we are talking about today, which is going to be Legionella. This is Kenny Koo. He is the Global Manager for Strategy and Partnerships and M&A within Xylem's Water Infrastructure Group. He is very knowledgeable in water treatment, has some past experience in some disinfection, using UV, membrane, stuff like that technology-wise. So I can't think of a better individual to interview than Kenny. So Kenny, welcome. Thanks so much. Glad to be here, Kyle. Awesome. So outside of COVID, which has been a big thing recently, obviously, we're starting to see a lot more things in, um, you know, in, come about for water and, um, you know, um, issues being reopened, if you will. And one of the things I'm starting to hear about is, you know, a hot topic that's starting to come about more and more is Legionella. You know, wh why do you think it's gained some popularity, say, versus other bacteria and, and really getting that scrutiny? Yeah, so uh, Legionella, when we kind of look at the various cases in the U.S., for example, it's actually been rising in the last few years. So I think in 2018, almost 10,000 cases were reported in the U.S., but this is actually a potentially underestimate as well because these are just hmm. reported cases and uh, the National Academy of Science is actually estimating of over maybe 50 to 70,000 cases actually occur each year. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, Legionella infections actually is happening right now, and that's why it's uh, still in the forefront of people's minds. Mm -hmm. And the, the risk with Legionella is about maybe one in 10 people that actually get sick from it mm -hmm. could actually die from Legionella, uh, especially older uh, populations or immune uh, compromised individuals as well. And it's just the fact that Legionella, even though Legionella is naturally occurring in the environment, uh, it's completely preventable. And I think that's why people are paying attention to it because it's something that's preventable. Right. Uh, we know it's in the environment, but there is something we can do about it. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard, uh, you know, I think it's gotten a lot of popularity recently as well, especially in uh, this post-COVID world, if you will. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that we're hearing, or at least what I'm hearing and seeing in the world is, you know, um, all these buildings have been shut down, which kind of leads to stagnant water and, you know, being on uh, water infrastructure. Uh, one of the challenges that I've been hearing is that since the water's not being used, there is no residual in the water or very little, um, mm -hmm. allowing Legionella to propagate, I guess you would say, uh, or grow even within biofilm within a commercial building. So it becomes a little bit mm -hmm. interesting. So in your opinion, how do you see the water infrastructure changing to adapt to address Legionella given its popularity recently? and even more so yeah. growing in the future. Yeah, so uh, you, you mentioned one of the factors already that people are starting to pay attention on. It's around water age. So mm -hmm. again, in 
in our world right now where water usage within buildings are down, uh, the age within the water, uh, uh, within a building, Mm-hmm. Uh, can actually promote the growth of Legionella. And the same thing happens in our water network as well. The water that goes from the water treatment plant all the way to building. The water age really does have an impact because uh, stagnant water allows biofilm to grow and Legionella can be sheltered within those biofilms. Uh, so when it comes to water infrastructure, I think there's going to be a lot of focus around um, residuals. So, you know, what type of uh, chemical residual or disinfection residuals in the water to prevent the biofilm from forming. Uh, There's going to be some attention paid to uh, the nutrients in the water. So we know carbon and iron in the water can help also promote uh, the growth of Legionella, which uh, unfortunately with, you know, piping corrosion, you're going to have some iron in the water uh, and, uh, and, uh, and as was previously mentioned, water age is also a, a critical factor as well. So there's just no one, you know, uh, silver bullet that would address Legionella as a whole because Legionella is caused by multiple factors, uh, whether it's the resi- lack of residual, could be infiltration uh, within our water network, uh, stagnant water. So there's a lot of factors can, that can promote Legionella. And uh, there's, I think, likely in... Uh, in industry, there needs to be a coordinated approach to kind of address Legionella as a whole. So I'm assuming aging infrastructure is probably not helping at all to, you know, it's probably fostering yeah. more of this than anything else. Yeah, which absolutely. Is be a challenge. And, absolutely. And, and I think a lot of people realize the infrastructure that's underground right now, they've been installed, you know, maybe in some cities a hundred years ago. And, uh, right. you know, that type of infrastructure it's not perfect. You know, there are leaks uh, and infiltration into the drinking water network, which is why maintaining the residual is so important. And, you know, fortunately, there are several technologies out there now that are allowing municipalities to detect these leaks ahead of time mm-hmm. and optimize their spending to actually target where the leaks are versus trying to replace, you know, large sections of the uh, water network. Well, wow. I do know some, and it's, uh, this may blow people's mind, is there are still wooden pipes in areas of the South for water mm-hmm. infrastructure. And if you think about that, how long ago that was, and uh, it, that just starts mm-hmm. to be a little crazy for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the U.S., we kind of talked a little bit about that from a water infrastructure and some of the challenges. And do, do you, from a global perspective, do you see other countries applying different actions to address it? Maybe into Europe or mm-hmm. even emerging markets or, I mean, I yeah. feel like it, it's a global kind of, I don't want to call it a pandemic because that's really being used for the uh, COVID more than mm-hmm. anything else. But it, it's a global challenge, I think, within water being, you know, obviously naturally occurring mm-hmm. with Legionella. Yeah, it, it is a global issue because, again, as you mentioned, Legionella is everywhere. It's prevalent in the environment. And I, I think what's interesting is, you know, Legionella is not uh, a concern when it's in the environment. It only becomes a concern when it gets aerosolized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where that's why when you kind of look at the, uh, the areas where infections occur, they sure. tend to be, uh, you know, near fountains, uh, healthcare facilities, uh, nursing homes, especially through like showers, uh, hot water, uh, showers and taps. Uh, that's because that's where Legionella can grow within uh, warmer temperatures mm-hmm. and then also get aerosolized. And 
people can breathe it in and that that's where the problems actually occur. Um, so it's prevalent globally uh, in places like Europe. Uh, some people have been proactive in terms of uh, following uh, building guidelines by either proactively installing technologies that can address Legionella. Um, so for some, for an example, you know, in some European uh, buildings, they will have uh, UV systems either in the cold water loops or the hot water loops to uh, basically disinfect that water and keep that water recirculating through a mm -hmm. UV system to kind of ensure Legionella is uh, removed. Um, and other countries have put out you know, various guidelines, which uh, hopefully people are familiar with in terms of maintaining certain temperatures. Sure. Uh, so we, we know Legionella uh, ideally loves 95 to 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, but once you get above 130 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, that prevents biofilm from forming. So um, maintaining certain temperatures in the hot water line, ensuring there's no overlap um, between the cold water and hot water lines that would facilitate like temperature transfer into mm -hmm. the cold water lines. Uh, because uh, for cold water, once the temperatures are fairly low, that prevents the Legionella from multiplying. Um, and of course, in uh, some of these uh, uh, other countries, they've including the US as well, uh, certain buildings have installed various type of additional treatment systems. Like a secondary uh, treatment? Like a secondary treatment system uh, so that they can protect their uh, water supply within the building. To hear more discussions about challenges and trends in today's water industry, tune in to our other shows on Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, including In the Field with Gould's Water Technology about issues impacting the residential and agricultural markets, through the Water Cycle, a series reviewing every aspect of the water utilities segment from treatment to monitoring and reuse, and the Bell & Gossip podcast focused on HVAC and plumbing systems for commercial building services. Stream, download, and subscribe for these episodes and more. We mentioned a little bit on the secondary treatment, and there's a couple different options out there for people, obviously. Mm -hmm. So um, I know when reading your bio and your background, right? I mean, UV, I'm assuming is one of them, right? Um, mm -hmm. Being able to kill it. Um, what other kind of other technologies are there uh, to address some of that stuff? Yeah. So from from a high the, level. The, most, the most common one that people usually think of when it comes to water uh, disinfection is chlorine. So, mm -hmm. you know, chlor various chlorine technologies, whether it's uh, free chlorine, chloramines, or... Uh, chlorine dioxide. These are certain options that people have implemented in buildings. Uh, the, the downside is obviously now you've turned your building into a water treatment plant, essentially, where right. there's, uh, there's maintenance and regulations that need to be uh, followed. Uh, other options are uh, copper, silver ionization, uh, mm -hmm. where uh, these ions are put into the water that help actually um, uh, reduce the biofilm formation uh, within the water system. And then uh, other systems are around either point of entry or point of use type of uh, treatment. Sure. So when the point of entry, meaning when the water is entering a building, you could add some kind of disinfection step there. Uh, you know, it could be a chemical process, could be a non-chemical process, like for example, UV. Um, and for a point of use type of system, so point of use meaning, you know, at the tap, mm -hmm. uh, there's certain technologies, again, non-chemical based like UV, or even uh, some filters you can actually apply to uh, filter out Legionella. 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I haven't, you know, and I've been in the building industry for a little while. It's interesting. Once we start getting more news around Legionella, you start getting owners starting to think about how it affects their mm-hmm. occupancy. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen other than healthcare and I could be wrong on those point of use ones. They seem to be um, on the, uh, it, a lot of focus on the latter, more on chemical um, to your point, mm-hmm. I mean, which is a lot of the municipalities, right? From a water infrastructure perspective. I mean, a lot of the things you just mentioned, Um, The only other one that I can think of that we may not have talked about was um, like ozone, but a lot of those are, are what municipalities are using right now, um, treating it as it goes to, right? So chemical treatment. So so there are proven, yeah, there are proven technologies that work and we know it, they work against Legionella. Um, And there's the treatment side of things. And also uh, I think, you know, people that work in the building services space know about mitigation stuff they can take in terms of, again, maintaining uh, certain temperatures in the hot water line, uh, ensuring there's no uh, dead legs in uh, the water lines as well. So there's, again, it's a coordinated strategy that uh, right now uh, can optimize and reduce the risk of of Legionella. Yeah. And on the commercial building side, from my experience, we tend to use what they call the uh, Legionella mitigation plan, at least making sure Mm -hmm. they have some sort of plan for their facility to address Mm -hmm. some of that stuff. Um, Well, I want to ask this. uh, So what other government agencies do you think will need to weigh in to, you know, for that larger focus to be placed on addressing this issue? Because obviously it's global. It's not going away. In fact, to your point, Mm -hmm. right at the beginning of this, it's starting to increase. I got to think that there's going to be some involvement. Uh, And I Mm -hmm. could name a few in my head, but I I mean, maybe EPA or Mm -hmm. is there a drinking water foundation that should be weighing in on some of this stuff too? Yeah. So we we know, for example, the CDC has been tracking uh, infection rates and kind of publishing their results. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why the US EPA is starting to pay a little bit more attention around kind of dealing with Legionella. And it's again, due to our aging infrastructure and the fact that we do have either older populations or immune comp- compromised individuals in a very confined space, again, in a building where right. they could be exposed to uh, Legionella. Um, so uh, the US EPA does recognize that the aging infrastructure does potentially contribute to the problem of Legionella because uh, Legionella is coming from the water network itself right. uh, and finds its way into healthcare facilities, for example. Uh, so the EPA is looking at kind of two vectors right now in terms of ensuring that minimum residuals are met. So mm-hmm. chlorine residuals in the water to kind of prevent biofilm from forming. So I, I anticipate we're going to see some um, some more attention in terms of how, how do we maintain residual in right. the distribution network. It could be a combination of things. It might not actually just be just uh, putting more chlorine in the water, mm-hmm. uh, you know, chlorine dissipates over time, uh, and there are methods where you can either uh, do some uh, water tower mixing, where you can again. This goes back to the age of the water. If sure, uh, if you can imagine a water tower, you know, uh, cold water is coming in, but cold water kind of settles to the bottom, and the warm water settles to the top. Uh, so technologies that can mix that water would be would help kind of reduce water age uh, and kind of stabilize the chlorine residual. Uh, so uh, flushing of the water n- network as well is kind of being considered as well, to, again, to reduce the water age and maintain residual. Uh, and then it goes back to what we talked about in terms of aging infrastructure. 
finding those leaks, right? Finding right. those pinhole leaks, finding uh, those areas of intrusion. Um, so, uh, you know, fortunately, at least on the Xylem, on the municipal side, we have technologies where we can do uh, uh, sensor-based detection of right. uh, these leaks. So the EPA is definitely paying attention to this because they know uh, uh, due to aging water infrastructure, the, the risk of Legionella will still be here. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to uh, uh, eliminate the risk of Legionella unless you are proactively actually uh, removing the pathogen from mm-hmm. the water network. It's interesting you say that because that was one of the things I was just thinking about when you were making that explanation, you know, removing the biofilm, for example. And I can only imagine if I'm a building owner or any commercial facility for that matter and, and the spaghetti of pipes that are behind the wall, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know there's companies out there that will actually go and clean all these pipes out for trying to get rid of the biofilm. But if you don't have a plan set in place, I could see that being very difficult to maintain that. Not only that, but it sounds like it'd be very expensive and time consuming. I, I don't know, um, even if you took a healthcare facility, can you imagine trying to shut down a healthcare facility to get rid of biofilm, for example, and it's an infrastructure? I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't see that being feasible. So um, it doesn't sound like, to your point, towards the beginning, there's really no silver bullet to take care of Legionella. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are steps forward from what I'm gathering after our conversation to, to help mitigate it, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, uh, you know, there are options right now for people to uh, reduce the risk. And that's really kind of what we're uh, trying to kind of educate people on in terms of, you know, there are certain steps that you can take to kind of reduce the risk. And uh, knowing that where the main issues are mm-hmm. uh, and focusing on those. So uh, again, you know, based on the reported uh, cases right now, but really the the main areas of focus are around healthcare facilities, nursing sure. homes, where individuals are just uh, more susceptible risk. to yeah. uh, Legionella. Yeah. yeah. So you know, other younger populations are less affected. They they tend not to get infected by Legionella versus right. uh, older populations. Yeah, it makes sense on why they'd be focused on mm-hmm. those two areas for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I can't thank you enough, Kenny, and, and your background to help us out and at least talk through some of the stuff. It was, uh, it was very eye-opening for sure. I, I think it was a, a great conversation the listeners and the viewers would, are mm-hmm. really going to love for sure. So um, I'm definitely going to have to have you come back again. We'll have to talk about um, some more detail in some uh, water treatment, for example. Uh, but thank you again for, uh, for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bell & Gossip Podcast on Solving Water. For more information on how Xylem is helping combat the dangers of Legionella in HVAC systems, check out the link in the show notes. Email me at amanda.holloway at xyleminc.com to give feedback, share topic ideas, or be a guest on the show. Our next episode of Solving Water is the second in a two-part series of recorded Zoom calls with Kyle Del Piano and focuses on pressure boosters for commercial buildings.